Mere Mortal book review time. So what have I got for you today? First, the I'm going to go through. I've got two books. First is uh, Day of the Triffids by John Wyndham. And the second is A Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man by James Joyce. I'm going to go through in the order that I read them. So let's dive into it. Day of the Triffids is a sort of dystopian novel. It was written in 1951 uh, by the author John Wyndham, who I don't believe he was particularly known for these dystopian type novels. And um, in it, it's basically a book of uh, a narration of the of the author um, as he is going through this new world where uh, everyone has been blinded by a comet, a spectacular green comet, um, and 99% of humanity, even more, uh, were outside watching this. And he just by pure fortune, pure chance, um, had a like operation with his eyes. And so he wasn't able to see it and many and dotted throughout the story are others who didn't see this comment. And basically what happened is the next day, uh, everyone who did witness it, uh, becomes blind. And so it's, it's a, a modern world full of blind people with a couple of, uh, sighted people who are trying to make their way through this world. Uh, it turns dark very quickly. Uh, the author goes through the hospital, starts leaving, and already there's there's looting. There's people who are committing suicide because they just don't know what to do, how they can handle it. And uh, all in all, the novel is is uh, a, a bit of a, t- a tough read. Um, and, but you know, it's it's got good writing, and um, it touches on a couple of themes that I really enjoyed. Uh, so one of them was the extent of our ability to maintain composure and communicate. Sight definitely is probably our, our primary way of, of navigating the world. And you can do this with most people. And if you ask, you know, which one of your senses would you lose first, your sight, smell, uh, touch, hearing, or taste, usually sight is the last one that they would, they would um, give up. And I think the reason for this is that it's, it's just so hard to, to go through this world um, without having um, the the ability of sight. It, mostly, I would say, because our other senses are relatively dull. I know for me, especially, the, my, my taste and sort of sense of smell are relatively yeah, not so great. And uh, hearing and touch, they're, they're useful, but uh, when more in like small, closed scenarios, but when you're trying to interact with the world at large, especially in a... Uh, in a world full of so many moving parts like ours is, uh, it is very, very difficult. Um, another thing that pops up in the in the novel is the responsibility of an individual uh, in a sort of a no-win scenario. So the survivors have sort of banded together, I guess. Um, these are mostly sighted people with a couple um, blind people as well. And they're trying to figure out, okay, what do we do in this world where um, obviously, we don't have the people to run the um, equipment, so there's not going to be food coming in. There's not going to be electricity. There's all this modern infrastructure, but that requires constant updating and um, work to be able to even just maintain it as a as a standard thing, as a standard part of life. So uh, they decide that they're going to create their own community and um, try and, I guess, live to their their best possible as best as they possibly can and all the other millions of of humans who are blind and you know they can't operate they can't find food they can't find water 
uh, barely can find shelter, they're sort of just going to have to leave to themselves because there's no way that they personally can help all these people. And uh, there's a scenario in the book where a basically a guy takes charge, Croker, and, and forces some of these survivors to, to band uh, with a group of, of blind people and to help them out as best as they can. Even though it's totally arbitrary where he found these blind people from, you know, they, they can only help so many that you, you can care for maybe one person, 10 people, maybe 100 people, but how are you going to care for 1,000 or, uh, you know, 10,000, a million, uh, if you're the only one who's able to say there's where the food is, there's where the water is, um, so it, it's it's really tough looking at those scenarios where there is no win and you have to personally decide, okay, what's the best way of me going through this? How, where is my morality at where I can choose, you know, I'm going to let these certain people live and these certain people die. And just just thinking of that is extremely difficult and it, and it sort of brings up, I guess, the trolley problem where there's a trolley on a track and there's five people um, on one side and then one person on another side, you pull the lever to save the five people, but kill that one person. Um, but in this scenario, I guess um, you, you, you can't win. It's everyone's basically everyone's going to die no matter what happens. So another thing is moving on from that is that ethics uh, are context dependent. So in, in one scenario, it is bad to be looting, to be stealing, to be robbing, uh, to be just, just taking what you want. But in the novel, it becomes very apparent very quickly that that's just what you do to, to survive. Um, you can't, how are you going to pay for money when money doesn't really matter anymore because nobody uses money in the sense of it being a social um, contract, uh, uh, something that has value. Um, because with all these blind people in the world, nothing has value apart from the immediacy of staying alive. So it was interesting to see how, how different uh, ethics can move and, and change just depending on the scenario that you're in. And I think that's a good thing to, to keep in mind um, for, for any time that you're living in because you can look at the past and see all the horrible things that were done, slavery... Um, the abuses of, of women's rights, of gay rights and, and things like that. And you can think, oh, you know, these terrible people. But if you're living in that time, it can be hard to say, I guess, you know, this was wrong, was always wrong. And those people in the past were evil or inhuman or, or whatever epithet you want to throw at them. I think a very modern one would be the the way we treat animals and, and factory farms and stuff. I think in the future, I hope in the future that some bright person or bright people or society as a whole finds a way to fix the problem of, you know, force feeding cattle and injecting them with antibiotics and all the horrible conditions that they're in so that we can ethically eat meat. Um, however, however that comes about, whether it's through ethically, ethically raised animals or animals raised in a, in a more uh, sanitary conditions in a, in a life where it's worth living for them. Or for example, plant-based meat, if you want to, I mean, it's not really meat, it's plant um, in a meat form or even cultivated meat, the laboratory grown one. So it's, it's interesting just to see, and this novel points it out very clearly, just how ethics 
can diverge and become different depending on the context. Another one, good intentions, but practicality is, is very important and it needs to play a big role in whatever endeavor you're pursuing. It's nice to have the good intentions of saying that, um, you know, humans are good. It's better to have more humans. So we should put humans all over the, the universe. Well, okay, that's cool. But practically speaking, we need to sort out our stuff at home first before we start venturing off to Mars and to the, the solar system. Overall, it was a, I enjoyed it, uh, mostly because of the evocative descriptions and the interesting storyline. Uh, I'm a bit of a sucker for the dystopian sort of novels. And this one really, I guess, got to me in the sense of uh, it's it's a like a lone survivor. He meets up with other people and, and tries to make his way through the world. Um, but it's still sort of like there's a happy ending in the novel for him and his immediate friends. But overall, it's so bleak that uh, just makes you... You think, oh, geez, um, not so, not such a good, uh, I guess, ending, or not such a good theme if you if you want to keep your your spirits high and to have a, I guess, like a fun light read. The characters' reactions uh, for me felt a little bit stale, and I, I guess this was, might have been just because of the time that he was in. This was written seventy years ago now, and it, it had that old timey English that sort of the gentlemanly English. Um, but I did enjoy, I, I guess, the novelty of the Triffids, which I haven't even mentioned yet, uh, which are the plants that were all throughout this world and which became a very major obstacle to the survival of, of humans in that they would attack people, they were mobile, uh, they had some sort of communication between these plants. It was sort of like a taking over the world uh, type of, of book, um, whether that was the plan of the Triffids or it was an inadvertent side effect of the, the blinding of, of humanity, who knows? Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that I, I did like that aspect, which was, uh, a novel sort of, I guess, creature, a novel sort of antagonist, uh, only briefly touched upon, um, I guess the, the revised sexual relations. So they start to look at it in the book how is humanity going to recover? Um, is it ethical, I guess, for, for one man to um, impregnate or, um, you know, have children with lots of blind women? And it, it sort of briefly touches it and then skirts away and then briefly touches again and skirts away. Uh, I actually think it would have been interesting to really dive a bit deeper on it, um, but maybe that's just not something he could have done uh, in this time, in this day, in in that day and age, the 1950s, when I guess sexual relations were a lot more, uh, they, weren't, they weren't talked about as much. They were very um, strict and, I guess, inflexible. Uh, overall, Day of the Triffids, giving it a six and a half out of ten, which with my sort of bell curve type of uh, of rating, that's that's I guess about right in the middle. Um, Go on to James Joyce, A Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man. Uh, this was published in 1914. Uh, one thing, I guess, that really sums it up for me was it was rejected as a semi-draft in 1904 because he was writing it more as a... I, I guess it got it got published as a series in a magazine. Um, and the editor 
of the magazine in 1904, so 10 years before the novel was actually published, said, and to quote, I can't print what I can't understand. And that for me basically summed up the book. <laughs> it was a, it was a um, set in the, um, I'm not actually sure well, what time it was set in, uh, probably the 19th century in um, Ireland, maybe getting into the 20th century. Uh, set in Ireland of a, a young boy called S Stephen Dedalus who uh, it, the novel tracks him from him being a, a young boy, sort of like five, six years of age, uh, growing up and becoming a, I guess, like a tw early 20s um, man. Uh, and some of the themes in the book were the early Irish childhood, sort of going from a well-off community, well-off uh, lifestyle with his family to semi-poverty. Uh, I believe he was the oldest of 10 children in the book, which, um, yeah, 10 children is just not something you, you hear or see of uh, in the Western world, at least nowadays. Uh, and just trying to imagine that uh, is very interesting, having having that many children, having that many siblings, how would the family dynamics go? But it doesn't touch upon that, which I would have found uh, interesting. Um, and it more just focuses on, on this one individual character uh, and in that it's not really a description of his daily life, although it does include part of that. Uh, it was more of the themes revolving around, uh, I think it was Irish independence, the, um, I guess the, how science and, and religion sort of blend together a little bit towards the end as well. And for me, it just, there was nothing in it that really captured me. There was nothing that made me go, I want to read this book. Um, I, it's, it was relatively short for me. How many pages is it? This was 230. So I was able to get through a lot of it pretty quickly. Uh, and I guess it takes me usually like a hundred pages to, to be able to really get a feel for the book. So by the, by the time I, I decided like, uh, this probably isn't worth reading anymore. I was already four fifths of the way through. So I just went, Oh hell, I'll, I'll, I'll finish it off. Uh, shouldn't have done that because the ending was even worse than the, the beginning part. So it was like a bit of a waste of time, really. What I didn't like about it. Uh, the understanding is, is crucial for me. Uh, one thing I really struggle with poetry and I guess the very artsy and creative type of works is for me, I don't get the pleasure of, of, I guess, putting my own interpretation on, on the artist's work. Uh, although I do like finding things of interest that particularly affect me, but I do like to, to read a book and, and sort of delve into their world and see what they see uh, rather than me trying to interpret what they're saying. And I, I did get a feel that this was one of those books where you're meant to, I guess, try and interpret what's being said, how he's feeling. Uh, and I guess, think of how you would act in that situation or how you would feel. And, uh, it, it, for me, it just, it didn't give me like the, it didn't draw me into the world, um, as much as I would have liked to have. And, and like I do in other sort of nonfiction, uh, sorry, in fiction books, uh, the dialogue. And the reason I didn't understand a lot of it was just because the dialogue, dialogue was so strange, had words from, yeah, at totally different time. So even though it was English, I had no idea what they were saying and it was, it was very disjointed and the, I guess the manner of, of the speech between different characters 
and I just couldn't understand. I, I had no idea what was going on for a large part of the book. The, for me, the the topic of Irish freedom just has has no interest for me. I, I don't care about it. I don't care about the uh, the how Catholicism changed as well in Ireland, particularly. Like it just it just didn't interest me. The one part of the book I, I did enjoy was uh, when when it touched upon um, the the narrator, I guess Stephen Stephen Dedalus, and his sort of descent into depravity a little bit, but he comes back from it. And it starts off with him uh, getting some money. So he gets, becomes greedful. He starts seeing prostitutes and then he just starts thinking and acting. And it's, you can almost see like the cogs turning where he justifies one bad action by doing another bad action, which leads to like this escalating scale, um, escalating scale, a spiral downwards um, or, you, you can just see like his, his justification process. And I've noticed that in myself. I've, I've seen myself do that. If I do one wrong thing, I'm, it makes me more likely to, to want to do another wrong thing. And, uh, and vice versa as well. If I do a good thing, I'm more likely to do another good thing and sort of build upon it. And it's just that topic of momentum, but in the context of a, an ethical sort of sphere where it's you doing things you know are wrong and you keep doing them. And it, it, it's such a strange feeling doing that, uh, that it's, it's really hard to, to understand. Like, why, why am I doing this? I know it's wrong. Why am I doing it? And uh, I do want to, I suppose that is a topic that interests me a lot. So I, I do want to find more books which go into that, the psychological aspect of, of how that works. Uh, but James Joyce, A Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man, uh, was not the book that did it for me. So overall, I'm giving it a 4 out of 10. That's it for the moment. I've got some more books coming up. Uh, but for me, these two books, uh, they just they didn't capture me in the, in the way that others can. And that's okay. Sometimes you've got to spend your time um, sorting through the trash, I guess, to, to find what's really good. So that's it for this book review.